Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most artistic, athletic, tenacious, basically unique and interesting people in the world. Everyone has a story, each person a scholar. Welcome to season three. As we continue to seek out some of the most unforgettable humans, some of the most memorable stories, in the first two seasons, the show featured guests from over 60 different countries and will continue down that path because it is imperative that we cherish the differences. And we can only do that by getting out and journeying into unknown frontiers, whether it be physically or simply through conversation, sharing lovely experiences and saluting the tenacious and resilient guests. Oh man, we have such a fun and fantastic guest for you today. Long time in-game master of ceremonies at Bush Stadium for the St. Louis Cardinals, known as that one guy, Todd Thomas, joins the show. I mentioned before that the genesis for me own travels started with baseball, began as a quest to visit all 30 major league ballparks, well on the way, almost finished, and during this last summer, I had the opportunity to visit St. Louis and visit Bush Stadium, the home of the St. Louis Cardinals. It's one of the best, if not the best, baseball town in America. Unforgettable night, got to see me beloved Detroit Tigers and witness history as Miguel Cabrera hit home run number 501. Now the night left indelible mark in so many ways, and it really began before the game, as I always love to check out the surrounding areas to the ballpark, because when it's done right, it can really enhance the overall ambience and just augment the overall baseball experience. And let me tell you, St. Louis did it right. Luckily, I wandered into one location where Todd Thomas was serving as host. Prior to the game, he kept fans entertained through trivia and interviews and basically just doing what he does best, and that's handle a microphone. Uh, he's known as the unflappable, gregarious MC who began the role in 1997. He works 70-plus Cardinals games per season and is one of the most recognized personalities at the home games. For over 20 years, Todd has called the ballpark his office, and there are few locations better than that. During the games, he seeks out opportunities to interact with fans, hype up the atmosphere, and just basically keep the party going. On today's conversation, Todd shares with us how he developed the skill of being comfortable behind a microphone. Todd and I also reflect on his time at the ballpark and the memories that stand out. And lastly, Todd chats about how he handled the challenges and obstacles that came with the last year, especially not being able to go to the ballpark for work, and what he learned from the last turbulent 18 months. Really, really thrilled for this conversation, again, especially because he's yet another guest that I was able to meet in person. Funny thing is, once he met me, he wanted to know more about my story of traveling to ballparks and he interviewed me pre-game and threw a couple of drink tickets my way. Thanks, Todd, for that. Love that. No better place to have beer than St. Louis, of course. But it was really cool to see him in action. He has just an innate knack of flipping the switch when he grabs a microphone. So without further ado, let's put him on another microphone and let's hear from him. So let's go ahead and welcome on MC DJ Todd Thomas, better known as That One Guy. And let's learn. You know, it's a very clean background. I see a lot of backgrounds. It's a very clean, minimal, but enough with the baseball. It's a good background. Yeah, okay. Awesome. <laughs> and, and, and I hope that you like me sucking up to you with the Cardinals hat. Well, I was just getting ready to comment. That's a great looking hat, man. <laughs> I'm excited to chat with you because you're one of the first that I've met actually while traveling. So it's really neat to, to be able to connect on that level. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, you came in town for a uh, baseball game and there's a lot of uh, people I meet at that job that yeah. are doing that. And sometimes it's uh, you know, a group of guys or it's a husband and wife, but uh, 
at, you know, to meet someone just, just an individual doing, I think that's really, really brave on your part, but I think it's really cool that, you know, you love to travel and get to go out and do that. I, I love to travel as well, but I don't know that I have the, you know, wherewithal to go, 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 go to all that on my own. But <laughs> I also have a wife and three kids. So yeah. 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 Such a, an amazing resume that you have. And I'm curious when you go somewhere out of town, when you sit next to someone on an airplane and they ask, Hey man, what do you do? What is your response? Well, I will tell you this, uh, behind me, it's a great segue to what's behind me. <laughs> By the way, are people seeing this or is this just on uh, this audio? audio, but we'll give them a great visual. We'll explain. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you can explain that you're oh, looking oh, at oh. 2011 world series ring. And so, um, that sits here on my, well, it was on a, in a different area. I just, this is a new office for me here, but, um, uh, I wear that. And that is a great conversation starter because, you know, people like, you know, one that you know, I can see people whispering like, did he play? And you know, yeah. what, what, who is that guy or whatever? And then, you know, it's a, it's a great conversation piece. So yeah. Then once that comes up, then, you know, if they, I ask him if they're a Cardinal fan and well, because you know, this would be my 26th season coming up in uh in 20, if, you know, I, I'm certain that we're going to play, but yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, it's great. And, you know, I ask them and they're, Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, I love mostly whenever I get, uh, you know, someone that's like in their, you know, mid twenties or I don't know, how old are you? A little bit North of the twenties. So, <laughs> right. but you know, someone in that age range yeah. that, uh, would be like, Oh my God, when I was a kid, yeah, yeah. you were, you were the, everything about the game. You made me laugh and all that sort of stuff. And now I get to meet you or even yeah. a guy hired me to do his wedding. You know, it's like, Oh my, I, I knew it was going to be you to do my wedding, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's a great conversation piece and get to talk about, you know, we obviously, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals are an incredible baseball team. We've won 11 World Series championships and continue to be, you know, uh, competitive. And, um, you know, our fan base is very, very strong. And we're considered one of the one of the better fan bases in baseball. So, yeah, it's, it's great to be a part of that organization. Well, and you mentioned the ring as being a conversation piece, but let's not ignore that you have your own bobblehead behind you. That, to me, is on the same level. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was quite an honor. Um, at uh, ballpark village where I work, um, it's the place right across the street from the stadium, big bar venue, big open area. They've got several bars and restaurants there. And, um, what I do every game that I work for the Cardinals, I do a pregame over there where, um, about two hours before first pitch, I'll start on stage and, you know, welcome everyone. And then I typically have a pocket full of free beer tokens that, I can vouch uh, for that. I can vouch yeah, for that. You gave me two of them. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. About every 15 minutes or so, um, we'll do what's called a live hit or live cut in and I'll be in a different area of, of there and it'll be on screen and we'll do game shows and games and trivia and just basically have a lot of fun and make that entertainment aspect, uh, uh, you know, a really cool thing. So um, they were doing a promote, they did for, I think, three years where they did a way game giveaway. And what that was is they would pick about 10 games throughout the season that we would host a game watching party at ballpark village when the Cardinals were out of town. And then associated with that was a free item that they would give away. It might be a, a koozie or a hat or a Jersey. Well, um, the last year they did it. And the last promotion they did was the, that one guy, Todd Thomas bobblehead. Fantastic. So that was really, really, really cool for me to be ex have ex that experience and then have that bobblehead as well. Fantastic. Well, whether it being at the village or at the ballpark itself, you're incredibly comfortable behind a microphone. Has that always been like that for you or is that a skill you develop over time? Uh, yes, yes and no. Um, people that know me, um, people that knew me when I was a kid, I mean, I just uh, saw a picture yesterday. I was two years old and you could just see, I was like yelling, you know, I've always been 
you know, kind of wild and, you know, crazy. And a lot of people that know me from, from grade school and high school um, tell me, you know, basically, Todd, you're getting paid for what you used to get in trouble for. And that's, that's somewhat the yeah. truth. Yeah. So I've always been into, um, you know, entertainment and, you know, in front of a microphone and talking on the mic and, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. And uh, I even remember my senior year of, of high school, we had to fill out this thing about, you know, where do you see yourself in, in 10, 15 years or whatever. And the crazy thing is that I said I would be somewhere in like a DJ or MC mm-hmm. um, on a radio station or with a sports team uh, and have three kids and have traveled to Hawaii and all that stuff has come into fruition, you know, so it's pretty crazy. Um, if you can manifest anything, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, I'm curious when it comes to being on a microphone in front of thousands of people at a baseball game, especially night after night, how do you get yourself in the right mentality? Can you just turn the switch on and off? Or are there certain things that you do during the day, maybe some alone time, peaceful time to get away from the noise? No, um, it's, it's not that. It's, it's really just turning the switch on and off. And uh, I, I think the big thing is being able to, um, you know, shut off everything else and focus on what you're doing at that moment in time. Um, you know, for instance, there are some circumstances this uh, season that I had some personal stuff going on and I just had to, you know, I'm here, I'm on the phone, I'm dealing with all this crazy stuff, but you know, Hey, it's getting to be you know, three outs away, put the phone down, come in, do my thing. No one would have ever guessed. No one would have ever known. And then, you know, it's back to reality, but, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's an, once you've done it, people say, do you still get nervous? Yeah, I still, I do still get nervous. I don't get so nervous doing the day-to-day stuff that I've always done um, because that's just so old hat for me. But whenever we might implement a new promotion or I'm trying a new element or new game show or whatever, then there's a little bit of butterflies. And I think that's great to still have that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of floating around inside of you. I read one article about you was that during one of your initial times early on, you were asked to just kill time. They're like, hey, man, go up there. And you didn't know this in advance. So when it comes to just being on there and, hey, buy us some time. Buy, buy us 10 minutes. So what's your go-to when that happens? Oh, man. Well, it depends what the uh, situation is. Um, I think uh, something that you may have read was one of the most remarkable experiences I've had. And that was when, uh, after the Cardinals won the World Series in 2006, against um who was who did we beat in <laughs> ouch ouch yeah. I, I, I interrupt you on that i had tickets to game six that year and of course you know the series yeah. went five so yeah well you know they they changed that whole way they do do those things now and that would never happen these yeah. days and um that was unfortunate but anyway uh we had a, a world series parade and i me and my wife and kids and a bunch of friends that work for the cardinals we were all on his float and we were <clears throat> playing music and shooting out confetti. It was incredible. Well, then that parade got back to uh, the stadium and there was about 10 minutes that we needed to kill before um, the uh, Clydesdales came out. And my boss said, hey, go do something. So I went out and approached the fans and did all that sort of thing. Um, And I think what you're talking about is uh, I, you know, I said, we are the champions of the world. And the place just erupted. Now, keep in mind, we had won a World Series, and I'm the first person to get to speak to them standing in front of, you know, 50,000 people inside Bush Stadium, you know, at right at second base on a stage, and a place erupted. I go, we are the champions of the world. And again, scream out. I said, I'm going to say it two more times. You say it with me. <laughs> I said it one more time, and then I start out on the fourth, and then they finished it. And, man, just even thinking about it now, the hair on the back of my neck stands up. Oh. 
Um, so that was remarkable. Um, and then, uh, anyway, and then we played, uh, our, one of our songs is uh, called celebration by cool and the gang. Yeah. We played that and Fredbird came out and I got them all whipped up into a frenzy. But what I did this, uh, this year was, uh, um, there was an umpire who, I don't know if he got sick or he got hit by a ball or something, but it basically we're standing there. We're two outs away from me doing one of my segments. So the camera guy is right there with me. And, um, all of a sudden both teams leave the field and, um, they make an announcement that there's going to be a delay as they have to switch umpires. And so the, I don't have a headset or earpiece in at that point, but, um, the camera guy did and he said, Hey, can you, can you kill some time? And I said, yeah, have the, uh, our, uh, Dwayne Hilton is his name. He's our, uh, the, the keyboardist, you know, plays the, the keyboard, um, the organ, uh, have him be ready to play name that tune. So, I, and this was just some things you do it and it, 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 it works out perfectly. And this was one of those things. So the first guy I pick, um, I, uh, he has to play the song. I call on the guy, he gets it right. It's sweet, uh, Caroline. And so I have him stand up and sing sweet Caroline. No, no, it wasn't that it was don't stop believing. Okay. And so he starts singing, don't stop believing. And like, he's, he's not great, but he, he does. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Hey, can I cuss? Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, <laughs> I got this microphone. And so I like kind of gave it to him and then he just takes it over and started and the crowd's going crazy. And so then, um, we did another one and it was, I think that one was sweet Caroline. And then I made this lady stand up, you know, and she did it. And then, uh, right as we're done with that, we, I say, we have time for one more and I go, Nope, we don't. Everyone's coming back. Let's go Cardinals. And then they come back on the field and it, like, it was, it was just gold. And we even got, uh, tweeted by a couple of the writers uh, for the local uh, sports page. It was kind of cool saying, oh my gosh, you know, you should have seen what we just did during this impromptu delay. We were entertained by Todd and the fans. So that was pretty cool. Um, Sweet Caroline is known as a Boston Red Sox it's song and Don't Stop Believing is known as a giant song. I thought you were going to say, oh, well, how could you play that? I'm like, you know what? It's not. A good song is a good song. That's exactly right. We're yeah. not going to play Go Cubs Go. No, nah, no. Nah, we're nah. not going to play New York, New York, but we can do Don't Stop Believing in Sweet Caroline. I support, <laughs> I support that 100%. Every time I've done a, a best man speech or any time I've officiated a wedding, I got a couple of mine ones that I use it every single time. They crush every time. So for you, do you have like the old faithful bag of tricks when you're going to a new event or you do have to kill some time where you can just, you know, these are going to work no matter who the crowd is? Okay. I want to hear yours because I would love to hear, hear yours, but um, I'll tell you probably my, my favorite go-to is when I'm interviewing someone and I ask them where they're from. And if it's someplace that like you can kind of make fun of, like, let's say I say, let's just do it with you. Where are you from? Phoenix. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Phoenix. No, no, no. I heard you. I said, I'm sorry. Ah, I love it. Love it. I, yeah. do, I do that one yeah. a lot. You know? Yes. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Mine's anytime it's been a wedding, it's Todd, put your hand on. What's your wife's name? Sherry. Todd, put your hand on top of Sherry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last time Todd will have the upper hand in the marriage. Oh, but I'm like that. Yeah. Yeah. Use that like one. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask you favorite player because you got a ton for the Cardinals, but what would be your Mount Rushmore of moments, your top four moments that just when you think back, you still are like, man, that was an awesome day. Well, um, shoot, I would have to obviously – go with that experience I just was telling you about where yeah. I got to uh, be on stage. So that would be number one. That was the World Series in 06. And then 
being in both World Series parades with my wife and kids and shooting out confetti and getting on the microphone and, and letting them have that experience. And I mean, those are memories that will serve for forever. And then um, the last one, um, you know, I would have to say that it's, it's, I'm just thinking of this just now, but I'm, I'm going to put it up there and it's, it's kind of not that big of a deal, but it is when you think about it, if, if you put it in perspective and uh, Mike Matheny, who used to be a catcher for us for a long time, then he got traded and played a couple other places and then actually was our manager for a while. Well, this was uh, the year that he was playing with the um, San Francisco giants. So he no longer was a Cardinal and, the uh, Giants were in town and it's a Sunday morning and I'm dragging ass walk. You know, it's been a long weekend. It's at the end of like a 12 game homestand and I'm walking from where I parked um, up to the stadium and this big white crew cab, you know, big fat tires and, you know, tinted windows truck pulls over to the side of the, uh, and uh, the window rolls down. It's Mike Matheny. He goes, you need a ride? I go, yeah. He goes, hop in. So I hop in and he proceeds to, to drive me up in the gate, you know, into where the players park, whole time asking me how things were going and how I am. And, you know, we'd never really met before, you know, I, we'd crossed paths, we'd maybe talked and, you know, I've been, been down there a lot. And so I, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd come across him, but we, you know, he didn't know me all that well, you know? Yeah. And so not only did that happen, but then when we park, you know, he's sitting in, I was in the middle of the story and finished. He asked me a couple more questions. I'm like, it wasn't just, for show, he wasn't just doing that yeah. to, you know, give me a ride. He was, he really cared. I mean, and I just won't forget that. That, that made me kind of see a different side of some of these players, you know, that, uh, you know, they, they do care. Well, some of them, not all yeah. of them, but you know, that they, they have a, they have a great side of them as well. That's an amazing interaction with a player. And I'm assuming that you've had an abundance of interactions with fans when they share their story with you. I've traveled X amount of miles to get here or my father's, my grandfather. What have been some of the most memorable interactions with fans that you've had? Well, um, you know, I always like the when I see a uh, <clears throat> an elderly couple that like, uh, you know, and on their jerseys, it might say been married yeah, since yeah. or whatever. And it's got their dates or whatever. And then, yeah. you know, people that uh, that, um, you know, the, the, the Cardinals games or whatever are a big part of their past or, you know, you, you see all the time, like I, there, nothing gets me more fired up than like when uh, someone will let our human uh, relations department know, mm -hmm. hey, we, uh, we're having a, uh, my, my grandpa, great grandpa is at the game tonight. We got, you know, 20 people there and he's 105 years old. Is there anything you guys can do? So yeah, going there and being able to, you know, stand next to someone and then the crowd is like, they know the guy's old, but they don't know how old he is. And then I say, yeah. And then my, uh, one of my favorite things was uh, back uh, before the Cubs won the World Series. Uh, the, well, the, the last one what was that 20, I mean, I should know that 2018, whenever the Cubs won the last one. So it was before that. So the one before that was 1908. And um I would say he's 105 years old and hasn't seen the Cardinals or the Cubs win a world. You know what I mean? Just kind of making that yeah. joke, but yeah. people love to see that and veterans, of course, you know, that's always have a, have a soft heart for, for those types of things. In order for you to be in your position, as long as you have, you gotta be incredibly talented, but I'm sure along the way you've also had to adapt and change and improve along the way. So as you look back on your career, what are ways that you feel you've adapted and changed? And, and also with that, what do you, do you know now that you wish you had when you started? Well, let's start with that one because that's an obvious one. And that is, um, 
A, starting now in this time and B, going back and looking what I didn't do mm -hmm. is I love the job. I love, I, I still love, I, I'm going back to 26 years ago when I started, but I love the job. I loved you know, being a part of the organization. I loved doing what I did. The, the notoriety was great, but it really helped out my DJ business. But what I wasn't um, good at and what would really change now with social media and everything is that I just didn't ever really promote that i mean other than you know me wearing a jersey or but you know like there are so many things i could have been doing over the years that i just wasn't because it wasn't you know my number one thing to do it wasn't like i was trying to get something out of it i was doing because i loved it and although there is something to be said about that there's also the aspect that you know i could have probably i don't say cashed in on but i definitely could have uh used it more to my advantage to get a bit more you know you know uh, parlay it into something more than what I've done. I, I think I've done a good job with it, but you know, I think there's stuff out there that I could have been doing that, you know, had I tried a little more with that. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I'm curious too, on the, on the last two years, it's been very challenging and especially for you going from a situation entertaining fans to no fans. So I'm sure there was probably a lot of uncertainty, a lot of doubt. So how did you handle the emotional ups and downs and challenges that came with the last two years? Well, uh, in 2020, we didn't do anything down there. We weren't allowed to go down to the ballpark and, uh, you know, they just, that, that nothing was happening. And then at the beginning of 2021, then um, they, we started out with, uh, you know, masks and it was, it was pretty crazy because uh, we could do our live segments, but we had to do them in a certain area. So nor normal, it's carte blanche. I can go wherever I want in the ballpark. I find a fan, we've got a camera guy, you know, I'm right there next to him. Well, what we had to do at the beginning of the season in 2021 was uh, we were assigned an area that we went to and they had a microphone on a stand for my contestant and I stood six feet away from him. And, you know, and that was, uh, you know, it was uh, not only did I not get the, the real interaction with it, but it also was kind of like, you know, what's the, you know, I just had my arm around this person talking to them, walking up there now here we're doing, but I understand, you know, the, the whole ramifications and the, the legal behind all, all of what was going on there. But, um, you know, it was uh, disappointing to not have that season and be and, and miss out on all that. Um, but, you know, getting back into it slowly and, um, you know, we just picked right up and it was great to have it back. Book I'm working on now is about doubt and uncertainty. And I think that kind of ties in with you being such great on your feet as far as ad-libbing and being able to just go up and, and, and buy time, whether it be or to talk in front of a crowd when you don't necessarily know the answer. So for you, when there's, when there's a lot of doubt and uncertainty in life, how do you push through that with confidence? Well, oh man, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I, I think uh, the biggest thing is kind of just, I guess, follow your gut. You know, um, if you have any kind of a <clears throat> feeling one way or another about something, um, just do it. Uh, I, uh, I've done a few keynotes and um, the premise of it, or it's called make some noise. Cause that's kind of my thing is I always say, Hey, the Cardinals going to win tonight. Make some noise. You know, is your team going to win? Make some noise. And um, I've always been making noise and um, whether it be playing music or with my with my voice um, or with whatever I do, you're making noise. And, you know, that parlays into, you know, whatever else you do in your life. You know, you can make noise at your job or being a good dad or a husband or a teacher or whatever it is that you do, you make that noise. And that's what uh, what I think is important in life is to, you know, do that. And so if you 
are in doubt of something, you know, just, just, just follow, follow your heart and follow your gut. And in addition to being an MC, you're also a DJ. You DJ a lot of events in St. Louis and in the surrounding areas. What do you enjoy most about being part of somebody's wedding? A couple of things. One is um, at the end of the night when you have the bride and the groom and typically the parents and some friends or whatever coming up and, and telling you how great of a time they had and how, you know, it's kind of a selfish thing, how, how great you made their night. Um, the other thing is just knowing that every event is different. For instance, um, I did two weddings last weekend of which on the Friday night, <clears throat> 10 of their do not play songs were 10 <laughs> of the wedding for the next night's must play songs. Unbelievable. So that right there is a perfect example of why it's still fun after, you know, 26, 27 years of, of, of DJing weddings that, you know, every single event is different, you know, and you can't just, you know, phone it in and, pull up a playlist and say it's going to work. You got to read the crowd and know what's going on and make sure that, you know, and so that's, that's what I love is just that, uh, you know, that entertainment aspect of, you know, getting people to kind of eat out of the palm of your hand and knowing that you're in control, you don't steal the show because the show is the bride and the groom and their friends and family. But as long as you can kind of drive that train and make sure that they're all having a good time and, you know, you're kind of leading it. That's, that's what it's all about. Most common do not play song you've seen over the last couple of years. Um, my personal one is WAP. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's kind of weird. There's pretty much splits down the middle of the brides that, and most of them think they don't want a line dance. I don't want any line dance. I don't want the cha-cha slide, the cupid shuffle, the wobble, none, none of it. Okay. And I get that, mm -hmm. right. It's, it's some overplayed music, but what I think they they're doing is they don't want their event to be cookie cutter. Yeah. But the point of the matter is that, you know, a, one or two of those can work its magic to get a dance floor filled. And then you can go aside. But, you know, if I, if I see a list of someone that says, we don't want, you know, shout, don't stop believing, sweet Caroline, YMCA, any line dances. Okay. I know what they're going for. I know what they don't want. And so that makes it easy. And some guys will get frustrated and be like, oh my God, those are all my go-tos. So, well, no, there's so much music out there. If that's not what they want, you know, get creative and find another way. And then, you know, cause there, there is so much music and so many ways to, uh, to, to get people engaged. And I'll tell you one of my favorite things I, I started doing um, that I'll, share uh, a best practice with you if you want. But I made these, um, uh, I call them sing-along edits. Mm -hmm. And so what they are is I've got about 30 of them. And depending on the crowd and what I think they like and their age and all that will depend on how many and when which ones I'll play. But basically, I set it up that, and I do this at bars, I do this at uh, uh, weddings, I do at corporate events. And I'll say, all right, everyone, you're doing a pretty good job of singing along tonight, but we're really going to put you to the test now. I've got some songs I'm going to play that are magically just going to stop playing. When the song stops, you continue singing until I tell you to stop. Here's the first one. And then I hit it, and it goes, shot to the heart, and you're to blame, darling. And it just stops. And then everyone goes, you give love a bad name. I go, all right, hey, that was great. Here's the next one. And I might do uh, All Star by uh, Smash Mouth. Somebody, you know, and then it stops, and they sing along, and then you do about – three or four or five of those. And, you know, the more it goes, the better they're singing along. And then I typically the best one to end with is piano man. Mm -hmm. And I get everyone, they're putting their arms around each other. And then I go into 
some sort of a really good sing along, like, you know, um, like I mentioned, Sweet Caroline, or uh, uh, okay. what's, the, uh, um, what's the one that Darius Rucker did? Wagon Wheel. Wagon Wheel, yeah, yeah. that's a good one too. Um, you know, or just, just drop a banger on them and then, yeah. you know, forget about the sing along part. But that's pretty fun. I love that recently Serato has a playlist. I wish it had been there my entire career. If you were to think back of the last five years, what do you feel is the most common song you've played at all your events? Uh, you know what? I, I know the answer to this because I was thinking about this the other day. And oddly enough, I, let me just ask you, what do you think it is? I you, think it's a song that works at 9 a.m. at the coffee shop, at 4 p.m. at the hair salon, and at 10 p.m. at a club. And I think it's the biggest song that men, women, all ages like. And I think that's, I want to dance with somebody Whitney Houston. That's my guess. That's a great guess. <laughs> that, that is probably my number two song. Okay. I have a tie for one and two. And it is It's Tricky huh? by Run DMC and September by Earth, Wind & Fire. Okay. I, okay. I would struggle to find an event where I didn't play both of those songs. Um, love them. Yeah, and especially those initial drums of Tricky. doesn't matter what they say after that, those initial drums. Right, and the thing about it's tricky is that that sometimes is as, like if, if I'm doing a pretty strict corporate event, that's where I feel like, oh, I want to really get them, get them feeling like they're dancing to hip hop or whatever, you know what I mean? So that, I drop the that gateway. on. It's the gateway, it's the gateway drug. Yes, yeah. you're right. You're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to admit, you already have one of the coolest jobs in the world. You get to watch baseball on a daily basis. You get to be an entertainer for many people. But I know as a DJ, you've done some other amazing things. So. Aside from baseball, what's some of the other amazing things you've been able to do? Well, I had a stint of about uh, 11 or 12 years of working for U.S. Bank mm -hmm. um, as their, it, it manifested into, I was called the VP of fun. <laughs> and basically, they would have these rewards trips every year, um, typically in, you know, in the springtime. <clears throat> and uh, it would be three waves, so it would last about two weeks long. And we would go to, and I'm talking in your neck of the woods now, like the Phoenician or, you know, in, in, uh, in Phoenix or went to Kauai. Went, but the coolest thing was uh, I got to go to the Ritz-Carlton Maui and I was there for two weeks. And I would, it was like three jobs that I had. One was I would be the on-camera host. So like in there rooms there was a a channel called usb tv mm. and i was the host and they would pitch to me and i'd be like hey you know the guests arrived today let's go meet them and then i would do man on the street oh. interviews with them so that was one aspect of it then i would dj their welcome party and then i would also mc their event so it was kind of i was doing three things i have a you know in that whole two-week time frame it wasn't a lot of work but you know maybe um i'd have one or two days off that whole time but just doing a little bit of work but the greatest thing was that 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 year they gave me they like handed to me, but I think they gave away ten thousand dollars cash at this three hour welcome party. And so the the theme was Survivor. And mm -hmm. so I would that's to start out. You can imagine it's a beautiful setting. We're outside. I'm on a stage. You see the the ocean in the background, the palm trees, and all that, and the sun setting. It's just absolutely gorgeous. And you know they're getting. Uh, a really great meal and I'm playing music. And then all of a sudden I start into the dance portion and, you know, it kind of was, you know, as it typically is at a corporate event, it's not going well. I go, hold on. I go, uh, how about the first 10 people that come up here on stage? I'll give a hundred bucks to. So boom, they all come up there. So I hand them all a hundred dollars. Go now 
If you want to leave, you can, but otherwise you can stay up here and earn another hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. We brought out these, these wood things to stand on and do that. And I, at the end of the night, I'd given away $10,000 in cash wow. to many different people. And we were doing all kinds of gigs, but anytime I got on the microphone, people were listening. People wanted to be a part of it. It was super, <laughs> super cool. And then in addition to that, then, then the last portion of the night, um, uh, so I have them all, like I just eating out of the palm of my hand at this point. And, um, I'm, I don't remember what song, I think it was American pie and I'm standing on stage singing and they're all in front and they're doing whatever I tell them to do. They're waving their hands back and forth. And I go, I want to crowd surf. And so, <laughs> yes. and so I dove out in the crowd and they passed me around and brought me back up. But I mean, how cool is that? You know, as a, as a corporate DJ in Hawaii at the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Following a gig, are you silence in the car on the drive home or what do you listen to? Um, yeah, I, I, sometimes I'll just nothing. Yeah. Um, other times I'll want to do no music, but yeah. like uh, I'll throw on whatever kind of either a sports talk show or, um, you know, sometimes I've found now I just my I just bought a new truck and it's got serious in it. So I'm loving that right now. I don't know how long that uh, subscription is going to last before yeah. I have to pay for it. But um, I found that there's a, I don't even know what show it is, but it's just some people jibber jabbering. But, you know, just hearing, hearing talk show type stuff is, 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 what I, is what I like to do after I'm, you know, had a long night. This has been awesome. I incredibly love that fact, again, that I met you during one of my travels and so glad we connected. How can people stay up to date? How can they follow you? And what do you got coming up as we start 2022? Okay. Um, I'm a, that one guy STL. If you want to find me there on social media, also Porta Party DJs is my company. Um, and, uh, you know, 2022 is going to be hopefully great uh, in that, uh, you know, there's right now this whole baseball thing, but I'm pretty we'll confident all right. we'll that be we're going to yeah. be playing baseball. And, uh, I think as we uh, get through all this COVID stuff and get back to a little bit more of normalcy, it'll be a lot better. But um, I'm just looking forward to, you know, a, a great year. Um, I love baseball. I love DJing. I love MCing. Uh, I also have my real estate license that's starting to take off too. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, and then of course, you know, looking at uh, my wife and kids and spending time with them. So I've, I've got a pretty full plate, but if I don't stay busy, I get bored. You know what I mean? So I, I, I got to keep things moving. Always love chatting. I could talk, you know, I could talk baseball and music all day. So that's, that's all me, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope, I hope in 2022, I hope I get out there again. You save a few drink tickets for me. I'll be there. Bring it, bring it, bro. I'll get you tickets anytime. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Todd. Wasn't that fantastic? Be on the lookout for him at all St. Louis Cardinal baseball games and you can follow his DJ page at Porta Party DJs on Instagram. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. <laughs>